just walk through the coolest sounding door ever, straight into a world where the sun wears shades. A world where both sides of the pillow stay cool and the ice in your drink never melts. But what could be cooler than that? How about a room with seven Liam Neesoms being mashed into a jelly of coolness you apply directly under your arms to avoid uncool perspiration? Okay, cool guy. Hey everybody, this is the inaugural-ish issue, episode, mm -hmm. issue, whatever you want to call webisode. it. Webisode. Webisode of OK Cool Guy. You just heard our introduction. Uh, speaking of introductions, I am Skip, here with Logan. Here I am, right over to the left of him, and for all you people who can't see sounds out there. Yes, yes, and we are very, very excited to uh, bring this podcast on today. February 8th, 2015. Which is an important day for you. Oh, it's, a, it's such a great day for me. Such a Can great tell day. tell why? Uh, the Walking Dead is back on tonight, and I'm super excited about that. I know you haven't uh, really gotten into The Walking Dead as of yet. Have you seen any episodes? I have seen some episodes. You know, I just haven't gotten uh, ill lately and been able to binge watch any, any TV shows, you know, and I'm very... Uh, Selective with my TV shows, but from what I've heard, Walking Dead is a class act. Great show. It's it's an amazing show, and, and I'm excited. You know, I'm excited to watch it all at once, so that way I don't have to wait. You know, like some people, like you, and, and yeah. probably ninety percent yeah. of America. You know, uh, yeah, that's completely understandable because I found the, the same thing when everybody was all getting all into Game of Thrones and I was a season and a half behind. Mm -hmm. and, and you just could leisurely watch it and you didn't really have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, and at, at any point I could just flick it on and be like, oh yeah, I get to watch this show and you guys are still waiting for the, the, the next episode. season to come out. But that's part of the excitement for me is seeing where they're going to go. And I read uh, a small article with Andrew Lincoln uh, in Entertainment Weekly Mm -hmm. And apparently they're going with they're going a different direction with it. Things are going to be a little bit darker, you know. A Which is bit. good. Oh yeah, you know, for Absolutely. zombies, dark is good. Now, what what was it that you didn't necessarily? I don't know. I don't want to say didn't like mm -hmm. when you. It's not that. Yeah. Well, I understand where you're coming from with that question. I think that the thing that I really wasn't fan, you know, fan crazy about was just the uh, the. The, the way that the zombies were, you know, it didn't really seem like a, a you know, a, a cliche zombie movie, which is a good thing in itself because it's not, and it should be not recognized as cliche because they really have made a, a whole new world for zombie enthusiasts. But I guess that uh, the main thing that I didn't like about it was just, like I said, the fact that it wasn't what I wanted it to be, and just like so the I traditional, didn't watch it. Yeah, the traditional yeah. zombie culture, mm -hmm. you know, hack and slash and just always blood. And that's one of the things that got me about um, The Walking Dead is, you know, I I only made it to issue 28 in the comic books, and mm -hmm. I've got a buddy who's gotten so far ahead of me, and he's like, I hope they bring this character in and that character in, and and to be honest with you, I'm like, I, I don't even know these characters, I'm just, I'm behind. Yeah. But the thing about this show for me is that the characters are such a huge part and it's not specifically they're not all damsels in distress and cliche people in a zombie movie yeah. they actually have minds of their own you there's know? heart behind each person yeah. each person has a story and that's one of the things that I've talked to a number of people about who say they can't get into 
The Walking Dead because there's not enough zombie action. Mm-hmm. There's there's not if enough killing for that, zombies. It's just, not going to happen. Just go out and get a a, a George Romero movie or nope, you know. Exactly. And I love those movies. I love Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead's one of my favorite movies. That's oh, great. Movie, you know. Yep. But it's it's your typical zombie mm-hmm. gore fest slash and, and run. Yep. And that's what most zombie movies are supposed to be about. However, you know. Walking Dead, they do do their research about zombies. I've read that in the, the most recent series, the most recent seasons, they actually have made the zombies look more decrepit, more old, yep. uh, more withered, I guess you could say, to, to really go the, along the with the to go along with the show, which is awesome. I really think that, you know, it's those small details that cult classic movies and fan fiction really you know, eat up. You ever read about Lord of the Rings or, or Harry Potter and those things, and the fans always find out these little things that don't make sense in the show or they don't make sense in the movies, and they pick it apart. And I think that as far as the fans go with The Walking Dead, it's a very sound show. I think they cover up all their, you know, their tracks and they make right. sure that the show is on point and there's not these little Easter eggs, I guess you could say for lack of better words, Throughout the right. show that don't really make sense. So it's a very sound show. They do their research. And yeah, I'm excited to watch it. I really I am. Think you should, I'm going to watch it. You should definitely get into it a little bit more. Especially, you know, once you get into... Um, I think, you know, season one... How many seasons are there? This is the... It's the mid-season premiere of the fifth season gotcha. so that you know this is five years and yep. and the first season was only six episodes long mm-hmm. um and right off the bat you know they veer away from the comic book which is also you know pretty decent mm-hmm. in the sense that you know you can have a complete different world for it's ballsy but it worked out for them it did it's a flip of a coin though they could have you know Yep. Ruin the whole show and not only had six episodes. And but that's would've... that's the magic of the way they've written things, mm-hmm. and it's been so well written that it doesn't need to adhere to the comic book format. Mm-hmm. I think maybe if they had adhered to the comic book for- format, you, you might not see a, a fifth season. Yep, with them. And you'd you like know? Carl. Carl is who Carl. you like? No, no, Carl. Well, he's getting better. Yeah, Carl. <laughs> but Carl, you know, there was a whole thing, you know, a whole series of memes. Mm-hmm. You know, stay in the house, Carl. Stay in the house. You know, I've from the beginning, I've always liked Rick. Rick, yeah. yeah. Sorry, not Carl. Rick says Carl. Carl. It's fun to say. Yeah, Carl. Carl. You can't. But you know, Rick has his ups and downs, and that was another thing. Um, you know, he's always been the guy to do the right thing, and he's always trying to do the right thing. Which doesn't get you very far sometimes in a world with zombies and people trying to kill you. You can't always do the right right thing when, you know, people surrounding you aren't doing the right thing. Yeah. I think Ricky Bobby said, if you want to make an omelet, you got to crack some eggs. (laughs) I think someone said that before Ricky Bobby. (laughs) That's where I remember it from. (laughs) I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him credit where credit's due. Okay, that's fair enough. But I mean, you see the um, the the change in each character as the season goes on. You know, you've got characters like Carol, who starts out as a you know abused housewife, 
and now she's one of the strongest characters on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, each character goes through some sort of evolution, you know, unless they die. Yep. You know, which, you know, happens. anybody's on the chopping block, but I will say not to not to spoil anything for you, but what it's come down to is if there you've got a moral compass, you're not necessarily safe. This isn't the right world for you. Yeah. But you see and why Rick is my favorite is that you know he tries to pull everything together and he falls apart and everybody comes together around him to help him out and just be like hey you know this is we're family now we're we're gonna take care of each other blah 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 this season you know he goes off the deep end in another way now he's he's back you know feet are pounding the pavement harder than than he's ever tried to uh be a leader before and what's different now is that people are so broken at this point that they don't necessarily want to listen to him anymore and what I read in the article is is pointed out a couple good points is that he's come up with plans for certain you know certain attacks on buildings and whatnot and, and, and other things and people are like no let's Let's not do that. Let's do it this way. And someone's, you know, resulted in in bad things happening. A conflict of power. At that point, yep. So they're talking about, you know, uh, new new directions for the show. And I just can't wait, man. And, you know, it ever since they started, it's been something I wanted to do. It was catch one of their, their panels at, at the Comic-Con. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, you're gonna be waiting for a year because I remember at the end of Comic Con and wait there for a whole year in order to get into one of those. Panels. Yeah, yeah, I gotta wait. I should have been in line last year to get into this year's one because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean you know they're gonna have one. Yep. But once you get into, I, I mean the the first year we went there, we thought we were getting into the panel, and turns out it was we a got moment. Into the Stan Lee panel. We did get into the Stan Lee panel. I mean that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got lucky. We got <laughs> extremely yeah. lucky. Yeah, yeah. we kind of. And inadvertently uh, jumped the line a Our little Guardian bit. Guardian <laughs> Angel Avengers, yeah. Ultimate Guardian Angel Avengers were there with us. Today. I don't They're even there. know how we got into that one. We just acted like we owned the place, I guess. <laughs> I guess, maybe. I mean, we ended up getting to a point where it was... I think these people were in line for hours, dude. And hours, hours, and hours. And somehow we got to the head of line, and, and it wasn't even an intentional. Well, I was going to say <clears throat> at the end of this, you know, we do not condone cutting lines. We've never been like that. We appreciate waiting in line like anybody else. It's something that you have to do to to see the people that you want to see. But we got really lucky. We were just walking by, and the line started moving the same way we were. So we kind of just merged into the lane. Yeah, and, and we were there. In. I would say we were there a good, you know. 20 minutes mm-hmm. before it started and no one had said anything they would you know they didn't say hey listen the line's back here mm-hmm. uh you should be back there if you want to get into this panel dude we even got seats yeah we did get seats we and a lot even, of people didn't get seats we didn't we weren't even part of that standing room only crowd you but know? we also are fans and we did appreciate it you know it's not like we're people who who just went to comic-con just to see what it was you know we we i feel like yeah. we kind of deserve to be in there I feel yeah, like, like yeah. I said, it was a good reward a, for the first for the first guardian Comic-Con. angel watching yeah. us i'll agree because oh, excuse me comic-cons are awesome 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, being the first one, the first one you go to, and it's Stan Lee. Stan, the man, Lee. Mm-hmm. And you're at his panel. You know, how do you how do you kind of top that? You don't? And for, your, for your first, you know, it was just something magical, mm-hmm. to be honest with oh, you. Oh, when, when the great power comes with great responsibility came on in the beginning, I almost shed a tear. I really did. <laughs> I felt myself like... I'm going to be all right. You know, that heavy breathing that you get before yeah. you start crying. Yeah. And Lindsay's looking at me like, okay, you know, like, yeah, this guy's all right. Well, yeah, and the girl, <laughs> you know, yeah. the girl I was with at the time, who's she's that? like, who's Stan Lee? And I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, he's only like one of the godfathers of comic books, you know, if not the the head honcho at this point. Yeah. He, he is like... Don Stan Lee. I've never heard anybody say anything bad about him. No. Never heard one bad... Never heard anybody even call him overrated, because he's not. If it wasn't for him, the comic book industry would not be what it is today. When he started making comic books, people were ridiculed for making comic books and told that they they would never be able to make a living doing it. And he literally proved them wrong. 150% proved them wrong. Yep. He's a a multi-millionaire, ultimately successful, and he's aged very well. And I think it has to do with comic books. You gotta if if you don't love comic books, you can't stay young at heart. Yeah, I've read uh, a, you can't. I read a quote, <laughs> and it was something along the lines of, "Do you ever think that comic books will take on a digital age where there's no more comic books?" And Stan Lee says that comic books are like boobs in the sense that you can look at them online, but they're a lot more fun to hold in your hands. Yeah, and dude, I was thinking the same thing because you know, my roommate had for some reason to, he I don't know why he brought it up. We were we were looking for comics uh, the other day, and he said the same exact quote, and I was like, and, and that was in the back of my mind too. But what I'm, what I want to ask you is, being aside from the Stan Lee panel, what would you say? Because we go to New York Comic Con every year, and you know we've got the smaller conventions too around here we've got albany comic con mm-hmm. upstate new york so we also have a new one um at the saratoga city center i'm excited i can't i want to go to that one mm-hmm. it's uh it's april 25th it's a saturday and i believe it's from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. it's an all all day thing you go out caroline street after you know you have a couple yeah. beers you yeah, have fun it's a great out, town you know? saratoga is my favorite town uh, up here for sure but my question to you is, going to conventions, what, aside from that, especially the New York one, aside from the Stan Lee panel, what do you find most exciting about the the panels, or not the panels, the, the cons the themselves? The convention? Yeah. I like the exclusives, you know? Yeah. I like the stuff that you can only get at New York Comic Con that year, because it, it's like a... A journey, you go there, like, uh, you find what you want, it's exclusive, you only get it there. When you buy it, if anybody knows, you know, they say, hey, man, that you got that at Comic-Con in the year 2013. You can't, you couldn't get it any other year. And it's almost just, like, more of a memory holder, you know. I see it, and it reminds me of the comic book convention. That, and the other thing, I guess I could just say maybe the, uh, the costumes, you know, the heart that people put into the cosplay, and you just, you go there and you see these absolutely fantastic costumes that these people have been working on all year long, tirelessly, they work 40-hour weeks, they have jobs, they go home, 
and then they they work on it. You know, these aren't people who work in the industry who just leisurely make costumes and make you know outfits. These people have lives outside of their outside of the hobby that is you know going to the comic book conventions. And they still put the time in after work, after they get home. They probably have kids. You know, they work hard, make money, you right. know, help their kids kind out. like the and cosplay then, weekend mm-hmm. warrior sort exactly, of thing. Exactly, yeah. Which is great. I mean... It's fantastic. That, you know, there there are, of course, those people who actually, they just make the living going to... Oh, yeah, but so as, little as, amount. As cos- you know, so little amount. You know, and it is it is amazing to see what some people come up with. Because you know, you know, they're coming up with stuff... You know, made out of PVC and cardboard and, and things like that. But some of the things they come up with are amazing and, and expensive. You know, they put money that they make yeah, away yeah. to to afford those things. Yep. And I I like I like seeing the cosplayers and all that. And one of my favorite things, as far as conventions go, is that feeling that you are in a place. Of such like-minded people that there is you, you just feel like you are part of it's culture. like the first time I went to Yankee Stadium you know you're a Yankees fan yeah. everybody there is a Yankees fan except if you're rooting for the other team obviously yeah. you feel home yeah you have a sense of security you know there's a there's a you're couple not gonna people get kicked out you know right as long right. as you don't act crazy there's, you know, you've got the couple people like you know your girlfriend mm-hmm. and the, you know the girl I was seeing yep. and you know, they don't necessarily know who any of these, you know, the artists or the vendors or anything like that, or they don't know much about the whole thing. So it's kind of like they feel they've got that out of place aspect, but you also, but in, in the whole grand scheme of things, it's just, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's like a family because, you know, it's it's not, but you're in a place where everybody feels like they belong. I think the mixture of the comic book aspect, and obviously there's a huge anime scene also mm. at Comic-Con, but people would think that they wouldn't really mix that while being, you know, a lot of the anime is you know, Japanese, and but people look past it. I mean, you, yeah, you, you yeah. see, you even saw, I saw that they were doing a Spider-Man Attack on Titan collaboration and that just goes to show how much these two industries that are both huge industries could come together and you could almost for lack of better words say you could learn something from it yeah you could pick something up from the pieces and say i learned this or i acquired an attribute that i did not have because i read the anime and it made me feel a different way from a comic book right and it's nice it is. And It'd be weird if it was baseball and comic books, but the yeah. anime and the comic books together and the manga, they they they're good together. Yeah. Well, now they bill it as the um, the East Coast's biggest pop culture, which convention. is the subculture. You know, yeah. Comic you know, books, comic action books, figures. Yep. Yep. Even you know, that Warhammer 40k TV, stuff. TV show. Yeah. You Even know they, that, get, they got you know, that there. World of Warcraft stuff mm-hmm. and you know Lord of the Rings yep. stuff and and uh, I mean this past year they had a huge that Lord of the Rings stuff was yeah, sick. There was a huge display. There was a a giant head of Smaug that mm-hmm. blunk. Did blinked. you see the new movie? I haven't seen the new movie oh, yet. Oh, it's good. No, Very yeah, good. I I I have to see that. 
as soon as I possibly can. You should watch the the first two as well. I, Just because I, when it's so long in between movies, yeah. I watched it and I kind of was like, shit, do I remember what happened in the last one? I mean, the last thing I remember about the last one was Smaug flying, flying yeah. over the yeah. over the town. And Picks right back up where he left off. Doing his thing. But, you know, as far as... Like I said, you know, they build it as a pop culture thing. But another thing that, as far as conventions go, that I like is getting to meet the artists. You know, being artists ourselves... You hold them in a certain light. You think that these people are, you know, gods to you because you look up to them so much. Yeah. And then you meet them, and it's, they're just people just like us. They're so down to earth. I mean, I've met Adam Hughes, mm-hmm. who got a, you know, a sketch that he did for me. I've met J. Scott Campbell and, you know, Aunt Lucia, who did the the artwork i up until recently i didn't know that he had done the artwork which the dc bombshell statues were were modeled after and you know each time you go down there and you meet a different artist or someone you respect and whose work you admire it's just it's motivation as an artist at least for me you go down there it's just inspiration Mm -hmm. every time you go down there you come back and you start drawing and you just pick something else up that you noticed, you know. And one time I met, I, I don't know if you ever watched 30 Rock, but I met, mm-hmm. I, I turned around and coming from one artist table, I met Scott Adsit from, he was Pete Hornberger on 30 Rock. Just yep. turned around and I was like, hey, what's going on? You know, can you mind if we get a picture? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, no problem, man. Hey, what's your name, man? I'm Pete, oh, I'm Pete, Pete Hornberger. I'm uh, I'm Scott. I was uh, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, dude, I know, I know who, who you are. are. <laughs> you know, it's like when I met Guy Aitchitz. Uh, completely off topic, not comic books. When I met Guy Aitchitz in the tattoo artist, and he introduces himself, and he goes, "Oh, I'm Guy," and I go, well, "Obviously, I know you're Guy." You know what I, mean? I just <laughs> yeah. drove three hours to to see you. Yeah, you know? uh, I don't know. It's it's it just shows that hard work pays off, and hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. You don't have to be the most talented person in the industry. You just have to work hard, and you will eventually get there. Your name, your name will get out there. So let that be a lesson to the artists out there. And yeah, you quit know, slacking. You know, get to get to it. And you know what else you should get to? This is gonna. We have no segue for this. There's just no segue. But we're kind of we're running short on time here. That's uh, great. We got a yeah. half hour all Comic Con first episode. That's not bad. Yeah, no, not bad you know, it's it's pretty good. But we kind of just wanted to talk about Loot Crate. Yeah, we got to talk about Loot Crate. If, if nobody Loot out Crate. there knows what Loot Crate is, it's time to it's time for you to up the ante and and. Take a look. Go to LootCrate.com. Just a quick overview of Loot Crate. You look at it. You see it. You figure it out. You open it up. You sniff around. It's nice. It's not bad at all. (laughs) It's nice. That was probably like the most vague description of what (laughs) what you should do with a Loot Crate. Smell it. Taste it. Lick it. You know. Take it out on a date. (laughs) Send one to your mom. Call it a day. So yeah. Well, basically, for anybody who doesn't know what Loot Crate is, it's a monthly subscription box for geeks and nerds. I guess it's the most purchased subscription box in the world. I could see that. And yeah. I mean, Nerd Block is, is a very similar crate. It's basically you pay a monthly fee 
to receive uh, a certain number of themed items. Now, this is this is Loot Crate I'm speaking about right now. You have... Well, this past one, the theme was uh, Rewind. Rewind. I was going to say Retro. <clears throat> rewind. Yeah, it was, it was Rewind. So everything was a... A throwback to, I, I say the golden age because you know it's when I was a kid. Back in my day, when I, <laughs> when ten I years ago. <laughs> but no, I mean it came with a Voltron T-shirt. You know, <laughs> there was uh, there was a mashup figure, which was an old school style Nintendo cartridge. Um, you know, we got the the eight bit sunglasses and the. The uh, Space Invader skinny tie. You it's know? a nice tie. It's, it's a very nice tie. I love that tie. But to give you an idea... Oh, and the, the Marvel Star Wars number one... Number one, yeah. Loot Crate exclusive uh, cover. You know? And that's the kind of stuff that Loot Crate does each month. And we're coming up on, you know, this month's uh, box, which is going to be coming out around the 20th but this month has to do with its its theme is play so it's dealing with old school board games and tabletop games and there's going to be a loot crate exclusive tabletop game and it's probably be something that, like warhammer or something like that i don't know that it'll be something like that i think maybe I, you never know mm-hmm. loot crate's good about being sneaky know, yeah, you kind of expect one thing, and then you get something Completely else. Man. But you're always satisfied. Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. Satisfied. You know, there's very rarely a situation where you're like, ah, uh, uh. And you can, I mean, although you can't tell what's going to be in the boxes, if you don't like tabletop games and you never liked them because you always lost them, lost it, you know, as a kid, then don't get that, that month's loot crate. It's as simple as that. It's easy to, but to if you were, cancel or whatever for that month. Which is what I did before I found out the Rewind yeah. was going to have an exclusive I Ultron thing. Yep. You know, so I had to resubscribe for that. So I'm getting the I'm getting the play one. Um, but if you you don't want this month's crate, all you have to do is is cancel before the first of the month, and then you know you find out the next one. It's super easy to to resubscribe again. Yeah, you know, you just sign up and be like, yo. Hey, <laughs> and it's nothing personal. Yeah, no. It's just, it's if just... you don't like it, you don't have to always get it, and you don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just me thinking out loud. But with the mega crate, which is the the two thousand, oh, yeah. the three thousand dollar crate, I feel like they might give it to somebody who's been around for a while or who gets right. the twelve month subscription. I don't know. That's just me. That's what I think. But it the mega crate is very very. Enticing, anticipating, enticing. Enticing. There we go. <laughs> it's very enticing because it's like two or three thousand dollars worth of awesome stuff, and I don't know any mega crate that I would not have been happy with. Yeah, I mean, as yeah, far as the loot true. crate, you're spending money. You're spending twenty bucks. You might not enjoy as much, but the mega crate you would never be let down with, and yeah, you'd probably yeah. be a loot crater for life after that. Well, I mean, you know, this month's mega crate has. Uh, 3D printer. Mm-hmm. It's got which is valued at like eight hundred dollars. There is uh, a quadcopter drone with a camera on it that is valued. That's valued at like 
$400 or something along those lines. Um, there's, oh, jeez, I can't even remember. It's their way of giving stuff. back to the people. Yeah, you know. They've got good fans. You go on the website, you see people unboxing. they got YouTube videos of unboxings. And hopefully, eventually, you know, we will be able to do videos. we got to get our, our actual domain website set up. But, you know, we are coming up to our half-hour mark here, Logan. So, I mean... It's unfortunate. We, we, yeah, I had fun was, this time. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, what I will say is, you know, you can check us out on... Uh, if you go to okcoolguy.podbean.com, you can probably... If you want, leave us a message here. Tell us anything you want or you think is cool. We'll do our best to acknowledge it. Um, being that this is the first episode, I can't imagine a whole lot of people are going to be out there like, oh, hey. Gradually, it'll, it'll yeah. get better. Yeah, what are we going to talk about next week? Maybe just give them a little bit. Maybe some Copic marker talk. Ooh, we talk could talk about, about some, some Copics. Copics. I love Copics. Could talk um, about... And it, you know, some drones. I think drones would be a good idea because drones the, are pretty cool. They are the wrist one. Yep, the prototype. The wrist, yeah. Uh, so yep, we got we some ideas for that. next week. You know, it might not. We might not actually do that. But also hit us up on our email address or our Facebook page. Yeah, Facebook we got a page Facebook got like now. page. It's okay. Okay, cool guy podcast. So find us on on Facebook. And also, if you want to shoot us an email. It is okaycg at gmail.com. So give us a uh, give us a shout. Tell us what you think is cool. Did we do a good job? Are we doing a good job? Do you think we're going to continue to do a good job? Or do you think we'll get better or just worse? I really hope we don't get worse. That would be That's like a nightmare. Like I'm going to yeah. wake up in my bed covered in sweat. Each podcast that we make is just continually just getting worse downhill. and worse. Eventually. Just awful. It's just you know? rambling and like people like we're just hitting ourselves with things and just rambling. About <laughs> yeah, you want to hear what it sense. sounds like a frying pan off my head? Mm-hmm. Dong, dong. And if that's what you want to hear, we, we can make that happen too, Just I guess. let us know. I mean, you know, this is the first one and hopefully it only gets better from here. But we appreciate you listening. So for OK Cool Guys, I'm Skip. This is Logan over here. And uh, we are signing off. Thank you again. Peace.